Hey guys, welcome to the Together for Good podcast, your guide into the real and inspired marriage and life adventure that you never knew was possible. I'm Meredith Osterhouse, the daughter of your hosts, Dan and Melody Griffin. Mom and Dad's teaching, stories, and experiences with lots of laughing mixed in will move you to make your marriage last, all while making a difference in the world around you. Are you ready? Here we go. All right, so I'm going to start us out with a quote today. This is from Socrates, so okay. it must be true. Be good. Socrates said, by all means, marry. If you get a good wife, you'll become happy. If you get a bad one, you'll become a philosopher. So, uh, well, I'll try not to philosophize. And you'll know all the answers. Exactly. Answers. So which one are you? That's my first don't, question. Don't go too deep I guess we know what Socrates was. Well, well what, okay. So what, when he says you'll be happy, so what is happy? Let's start here. What do you think the average person on the street, if you did a man on the street interview, and you said, what does happy look like in a marriage? How would they describe it? Bridget, you look so excited about that. <laughs> well, I was just thinking, you know, to Stress me... Around. I didn't think that was happy. <laughs> I'm so stressed about happiness. <laughs> um, <clears throat> to me, it's sort of like a small picture, big picture thing. Like... I'm, we might be having a rough day, but globally, universally, over the span of our marriage, right. we are happy. Mm. We have a happy life. Mm. He has a happy wife. This <laughs> <laughs> um, day does not define our relationship. Right, right, right. Just because you're having a bad day doesn't mean you're having a bad marriage. Mm. Just because you're having a bad day doesn't mean you're a bad person. That's quotable um, right there. Just, well, Can I write that down? I, Yes, but it, it wasn't me. I, it was a parenting quote that I read. Just because you're having a bad day doesn't mean you're a bad mom. Mm. Um, and so to me, when you say, what is happiness? I think a lot of people look at it as, oh my gosh, how do I feel right now? Mm. How do I feel right now? Or mm. how do I feel in this season? How do I feel in this month? How do I feel mm. this week? Without kind of, you know, taking a second and saying, are we happy overall? You know, there are ups and downs. There are ups and downs and some some big ups and some big downs, but like overall. And that's really easy to say when we're gathered around talking on a podcast. Yes, we're happy. Yeah. Yes, each day is full of all this crap, but we're happy. I'm much more of a look at all the crap surrounding us kind of guy. Uh, I'm much more of a living in the yeah. moment and microscope. And, 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 you've, and, and you've been listening to the podcast. You've heard that from me before. Um, I'm much more of a living this in, the, I in the here's moment. A, here's a little window into the difference in our personalities. It's true. Are you going to so, be happy on the drive home? A happiness, <laughs> happiness involves a lack of uh, stress, a lack of strife, a lack of conflict, a lack mm. of money problems. Uh, I mean, to me, if you ask the normal person on the street yeah, yeah. what happiness is, they're going to they're going to define it based on do no they, problems. Do they have or a not have problems? Of, mm-hmm. lack, lack of, of problems, problems. Lack of stress. Mm-hmm. Lack of financial yeah. stress. Correct. That Correct. is That's immediately great. what my mind went to. Is is it's a it's an absence of pain, of discomfort, and of uh, like a nuisance. Hmm. Um, like there's no source of distress in your life, whether that's big or small. Right. So it's not necessarily a positive. It's just a neutral place where nothing negative is happening. Mm. Uh, and I, I think that's how a lot of people would define. As opposed to a euphoria. Or as opposed to, yeah, some crap's happening, but, you know... Look at look at the good stuff. Look at mm. you know well, that's my mm. Pollyanna where, <laughs> look. I guess sure. where in the world did we get that idea that that's what is 
happy. What, we, what in our culture helped us come up to that conclusion that that's what happy is? Is that a bad question? Crickets. <laughs> Well, there's a great podcast we're going to send you to for the next hour. No, I mean, I, happiness in Western, Western civilization. I mean, because you think about it, if, if happy is basically nirvana, that's what you define, the absence of pain. Sure. If that truly is happiness, then ain't none of us happy. No, right. And you're never going to keep it. You're never going to keep it. I think, I, I think, I think part of it is, uh, in, in, uh, there's a number of things playing into it. I think the reality is, particularly as Christians, I think we struggle reconciling with how traumatic and painful the world is actually is. And so we define mm. joy and happiness by the absence of the thing that dominates our existence. Even in first world yeah. affluent America, Christians have a really hard time having a worldview that can mm. reconcile happiness and pain. Mm. And so as a result, you have people who've gone through all of these traumatic things, whether that's job loss, abuse of some kind, divorce, you know, not having a parent growing up, whatever it is. And we don't have a framework that can pair intense joy with intense pain. Hmm. And so when we have to come up with what is happiness, we have to say, well, it's just the absence of all this other garbage that I deal with. but feel like I can't acknowledge, particularly as a Christian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lindsay, jump in. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I, I know think. you have some thoughts. So that's the re- but can they be sure. <laughs> Yes, they can be. Um, Am I going to be happy on the <laughs> I think, I mean, for me personally, as I've thought about this question and, and um, you know, does my marriage make me happy? Do these things that I'm told mm-hmm. will make me happy actually make me happy? I just think happy is the wrong thing to chase after. Mm-hmm. Like happy is not my purpose in life. Mm-hmm. And for me, I believe that because I believe in something bigger. I, I have a faith in Jesus Christ. I believe that following him is my greatest calling. And so there's this thing bigger than myself and my own pleasure, my own uh, desires that I uh I'm, I'm seeking after mm-hmm. or trying to seek after. So mm-hmm. I'm, for me, when I think, does that make me happy? That's just, that's not something that I'm told I'm supposed to go after. It's not. It's more a byproduct than. It's a, I, that's what it's I was going to say. It's the result. It's a, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a result. I, joy is something that I, I am told I can experience even in hard seasons as a Christian. Um, but joy is not found in my circumstances. Joy is found in the Lord, which is mm. what allows us to have that joy even in hard seasons mm. that don't make us happy. So I think I think sometimes we get those two things as Christians confused, happiness and joy. We are promised joy, but we have to find it in the right thing. Mm. Mm. And I think we just often seek to find it in the wrong thing. Mm. We hear people telling us that, I don't know, promising us all these material things that are supposed to make us happy and mm. Mm. That's awesome. I think I think so. To counterbalance this is a window into our marriage, I think there's there's a there's a fine line between finding joy or fulfillment in this world and only this world, and legitimately just enjoying the good things that God does give you. Right? Life is painful, but there's nothing wrong with enjoying a nice meal and letting it bring you momentary happiness. And I, I know that's, that's, I know that's not. Sure. She's but not, not speaking to that as being yeah. wrong. Right, right. Exactly. Well, you're you're yeah. not saying that's wrong. I think I think the overcorrection in particularly in faith-based circles yeah. is um, 
God wants you to be holy, not happy. Mm-hmm. So, right. So if you're happy, you're doing something wrong. Right. right? right. There's some yeah. sin in there somewhere. Yeah, you're, <laughs> yes. I don't know how you're messing it up, but yeah. you are. <laughs> right? And yeah. the reality is you can be in a season of deep pain and also have moments of happiness and joy Absolutely. and all right. other things. Absolutely. Or that, or that you're faking it. You're, you're mm-hmm. really, you know, you're not dealing with what is really... Reality. But I mean, don't we all know that person who, you know, in the midst of battling cancer just is mm. mm-hmm. joyful and happy and has a good outlook on life yes. or, you know, yes. in the midst of whatever other um, tragedy or hardship, sure, you know, maintains that, that attitude of gratitude that, you know, the, the focus on the blessings, mm-hmm. the focus on what is, what is good and right, mm-hmm. um, and there are those of us who have those blessings and have our health and have great families who focus on what's wrong. Right. Right? Um, so, to counterbalance. Do you know anything? Uh, I, I, I've heard. I've heard. I have a friend. I have a friend right. who likes asking to fo- for a friend. <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. Socrates. Yeah. Who, uh, it, it is. And it, it's, a, it's a mindset. And it's hard to, uh, I, I feel like you're born with it or maybe you're raised mm. into having that sure. one way or another. And it's hard, to, I think, to sometimes get out of that mm. and try to look at things a different way. Mm. That's who you just naturally, are, that's how you're naturally drawn mm. to look at things. It's a good point because we all do have temperaments that we're born with. We all are raised a certain way mm-hmm. and in certain environments. It all colors it, nurture Check and back nature. to season one or whole podcast on Absolutely. Our temperaments and personalities. You so, bet. Yeah. So I have a question for our friends around the table. And that would be, it's twofold. The first part of the question is, did you assume that you would be happy in your marriage when you were first together and getting married? Did you pretty much think, it's, I'm going to be happy. I, I did, because otherwise we wouldn't have gotten married. <laughs> I would have not have said yes if I didn't. <laughs> Thanks for that. I'm going to be miserable, but I'm doing it. <laughs> That's what you love to hear on your wedding day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Will you marry me? Right. Um, <laughs> soldier through. I do. Right. I haven't got a better offer. So, yet. I mean, I, you know, I don't think I went into it with blinders or a naivete that that nothing was going to go wrong, that we weren't going to have any bad days, that we weren't going to have tough times. But again, big picture. I felt like we right. were going to have a happy life. Right. And I think that's where I was going. <laughs> I, I looked at the big picture of it. I was like, this is going to be great. And I knew that we would have hard times and we'd go through hard seasons and hard things and have hard conversations. <laughs> like I knew the hard would be there. Sure. But I thought big picture, Well, it, big takeaway. It, happy. You know, here's, here's the reason why we're asking the question is if you do a, wasn't it a Google search that we did? If you do the number one question on marriage, it's, mm-hmm. I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. So what yeah. am I supposed to do? And, you know, if you talk to the average person who, let's say that they are moving toward a divorce, what do they typically say? I don't love you anymore. Mm-hmm. You don't make me happy anymore. I'm not happy. I deserve to be happy. Mm-hmm. And so some of it in our conversation today is is... How do we challenge even the premise of the question? Because you know, there's there's a couple of things that I would suggest out of that is the purpose of marriage is not my happiness. Um, it's it, my happiness. <laughs> <laughs> and once you figure that out, things will be then, much better. We only took years. thirty years, so we got there. Right. That's why I'm a philosopher. This is where philosophy plays in. No, I mean, there is great. We have a lot of fun. 
<laughs> and and there's a lot of happiness, joy. And I, I want to be, be careful not to get too much down the happiness versus joy right. and the semantics of mm-hmm. that because that becomes, frankly, exhausting. But you know, understand that my marriage to Melody is bigger than just me. And unfortunately, I have a great capacity to make it all about me. And that's true for all of us, right? So as we buy into the reality that marriage is not about just my happiness, it's, it's, there's something bigger there, right? So go ahead. So before you go further, the second part of my question would have been and is going to be. Here we go. This is a free, this is free flow. Right? So, okay, oh, it totally is. So as you're going into marriage, understandably, you know, I know we were like just Google, I just blissfully like, oh my goodness, this is going to be and thought so that easy. it was going to answer every question that I ever oh, had, everything that made I would me sad. You, you would yes. fulfill me. Absolutely. Um, that was yes, it was all gonna, it was all just going to make us happy. Yep. But we couldn't know what we didn't know. You, you, you can't know what you don't know. Right. So you didn't know what life was really going to look mm-hmm. like in real time mm-hmm. in living color, and so as the two of you couples hit real life mm-hmm. and things got hard mm-hmm. how did you find or how do you find that happy looks different than you thought it would look mm-hmm. what does happy look like now as opposed to what you thought it might look like dan gave us a great insight into what he and i thought happy would look like <clears throat> i mean i had i had the whole knight in shining armor thing down i had it rehearsed I was the fair maiden. I mean, this it was ridiculous. Talk about Pollyanna. <laughs> like, it was ridiculous how much, I mean, all the <clears throat> Disney, all the fairy tale. And poor guy. I mean, not Jesus himself could have <laughs> done what in my... Really, I was trying to make you Jesus in my life. And I had to kind of come to a place where I was like, yeah. wait, I'm back up, Melody. I That's mean, a, even if he does everything really right, good point. he cannot be mm-hmm. Jesus to you, nor was he meant to be. Right. Uh-huh. Um, so enough of that little sermon series. I'd like to know from the two of you, as you've had a second to think about it now, how does happy look different now than it did on your wedding day? No, it's, I think that's a great question. So I, I, I think um, I think happy is a good word. I don't think there's anything wrong with the word happy. I, agree. I think I think in English, happy and joy can be interchangeable, and you don't need to feel guilty about that. Um, I've thought a lot about. There's a great C.S. Lewis quote where he says, "There is a happiness too deep for laughter, and a and a sadness too deep for tears." Mm-hmm. Right, and so he's talking about just the depth of human emotion. And I would say, particularly in the last couple of years, if we've worked through some things that you know, frankly, I never would have thought we would have worked through. Um, are working through. Or, and are working Continuing through still. In uh, there have been moments where I realize I'm happy, but it's not look at my life on social media. I'm, you know, I've got all this money, all these other things, but like things that have bothered me for literally decades are being dealt with, and God's using my wife to help set me free. And mm. there's these really profoundly meaningful things happening and i would say that's happiness or joy whatever we're going to pick that's the deep stuff but it's but it's 
man, you sometimes you gotta take a beating to get there. Mm. Yes. Mm. Uh, particularly for younger couples in their 20s and 30s. Man, mm. your 20s and 30s, you just get the snot kicked out of you, it feels like. <laughs> um, Zach, hold that thought. I'm gonna yeah. be incredibly rude and interrupt you, so don't forget where sure. you're going. Uh, I wanna speak to our friends who are listening or watching. And I want to let you know that as you get more vulnerable in your marriage, you're going to be on different schedules. Mm. Um, Dan has come to a place at different times in our marriage where he shared some things with me that he never thought he'd be brave enough to. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just these things happened. There was that. And it was, and it was hard to talk about. But harder than that, it was, this is who I feel like I am. Mm-hmm. These are thoughts I have. Oh, please don't leave me. Don't hate me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking. I'm going to tell you. Oh, my God. I'm so ashamed of this. I'm going to tell you. So then, Zach, you may relate to this. And, Dan, I know you will because you've told me. After you found the courage to share those things with me and the world didn't implode. It sort of kind of did, but we stayed together at least for the time. It was just an earthquake. (laughs) Yeah, it was big. Then there for you was this. Okay, good. I told her the thing. And now I feel this great hope that we're moving forward. But where was I? I was, oh, dear Lord in heaven. I have this new information to process. And I'm glad you told me. I'm so glad you told me. I'm with you. We're going to work through it together. But every day the reality would slap me in the face again of, didn't see that one coming. Okay, this is different. This is new. So if you are in different places in that journey, congratulations, you're normal. Mm -hmm. Um, The more vulnerable you get with each other, you'll be on different schedules. Some of you will feel relieved, and then the other one will feel like it's just starting. So it's been, we've had an inside view to some things that Zach and Lindsay are going through. It's beautiful. It is hard. And to watch you be vulnerable with one another, Mm -hmm. most people never get there. Um, but just know that you, that one of you may be feeling great hope, and then the other one may be f- right. just trying to catch breath and go, "Okay, I'm in this." But wow, I think you know. that is so powerful. Um, but l- let me throw this one other thing on top of that. Um, don't you dare try to do this alone. I mean, it, you better have some backup because. <laughs> having someone that can walk through it with you to help you understand what and when, you know, what do you share and when do you share it? There's some things, you know, you do some 12 step recovery work, right? There's some things that you, you need to share to someone, but it doesn't mean I got to share it to Melody. Um, now there's nothing that I've held back from Melody that she doesn't need to know, but just, there's a lot of wisdom in that. Um, Tell, tell somebody everything. You're as sick as your secrets. It's important to so hear yourself say it out loud. It's important that it be said. I think it disarms the enemy mm-hmm. big time. Yeah, and your secrets can be totally not your fault, right? It could be, hey, I've got this thing I've been ashamed of for years. Or it could be, uh, I had a really rough whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it's like it's it not always something that happened or that you did. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's... If I let you know this about me and how I feel, mm-hmm. there's no way that you could love me. Right. Precisely. Right. And so it's, you it's guys a- have stories that are very different than us. You guys have stories that are very different from us, but the root is the same, mm-hmm. that when you become completely vulnerable, it is both freeing and terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure how that ties into the whole 
you know, my marriage, I'm not happy. I'll, I'll say this. There's, um, we, we all bring our junk to the table, right? We all got junk in the trunk. And what I've seen for a lot of, of, of men, especially that I've met with, um, they're like, you know what? I've spent decades encapsulating that stuff. There is no way in heck that I'm dragging it out now. That I'm going to kick mm. that hornet's nest. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would say you can't be happy, right? You you may be medicating, <laughs> right? But you're not actually happy because no one knows the real you. Yep. So until someone finally sees you, it's all, it's not all. Part of it is uh, a show. All right, so I'm going to take us back to the thread. Um, cause I do, I do know actually where we were tying in with the mm -hmm. happiness and I had asked a specific question, how does happy now look different? Mm -hmm. And you were telling us that it's deeper and quieter mm -hmm. than I would have thought. Interesting. That's a, that's a really neat perspective. And you had to get beat up to already start. Yeah. To begin yeah. With. Yeah. And cause you know, the world is social media posts and right. This was the best weekend ever. And you're like, no, I sat at home all day and I folded kids clothes and <laughs> <laughs> I mowed the yard and but then when you look at it like the in the long term, there's yeah. there's a quiet, deeper happiness yeah. that I would not have mm -hmm. anticipated. Lindsay, have there been pockets of happiness that you could not have predicted? Or maybe you did predict, but what are some of your what is some of your happiness now in family? I think happiness for me with with my family and my marriage is is always simpler than maybe what Wow. Uh, what it looks like on the outside or maybe what's presented you know we Hallmark makes a lot of movies with the same plot that I love to sit yeah. and watch they're all the same movie just different characters you know yeah. um, same actors even yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of, of media out there we're in a world now where we can see that you, know, you hear it said you get to see everybody's highlight reel mm. um, but for me happiness usually is very simple it's being a team, it's loving my kids, it's laughing mm. together. Mm. Um, it's just, it's usually just very simple. And mm. I think we can overcomplicate it sometimes. Mm. It's a very good word. And I know even in our friendship, Lindsay, there's been plenty of times that you've shared just very simple things that, you know, this was awesome. Mm -hmm. And it was something very small, mm -hmm. a puzzle, doing mm -hmm. a puzzle together mm -hmm. or something mm -hmm. where you were like, in that moment, we were we were at peace. So let's hear a little bit a bit from a little bit a bit from Chris and um, Bridget. It's been so profound. I know, yes. right? Well, but I'd like to know um, what does happy or what has happy looked like in real life now mm -hmm. that you've been married for a while. Yeah, I would say um, you know I would use the words contentment. Mm -hmm. um, you know, mm -hmm. kind of like yeah. mm -hmm. they were talking about. It's it's. Um, you know, I think at first it's kind of exciting ups and downs and it's a roller coaster and it's fun and a party and, you know, it's going yeah. out and doing things and buying things and traveling places and, and all that's for kids. And all that's for kids. But then it's, but then it's, you know, oh, you know, oh, it's, it's the engagement and it's the wedding and it's the showers and the parties mm -hmm. and then the pregnancy announcements and the showers and the presents. And so for a couple of years, it's a lot of those kind of big life yeah. moments mm -hmm. you know it is the big milestones and you know I feel like you know now we're in kind of a stage of like just you know comfort and contentment mm -hmm. and um you know the kind of the moments when I feel like 
happy and cozy are just when we're all at home. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's, you know, it's so rare (laughs) that we're all four home together, but like around the dinner table or snuggled on the couch to watch a movie together um, or the rare date night when we can go (laughs) go out to dinner and, you know, just like take a breath and sit and um, Mm -hmm. finish a conversation. (laughs) Mm. How about you, Chris? I, I, I struggle mightily with contentment. Mm. Um, it it is, um, not easy for me. It is very difficult for me to find, Mm. um, just calm, peaceful happiness. I want the big moments. I want the big, Mm. um, you know, seeable, knowable, big event happiness. Here we are. We're happy. We're all together. Mm -hmm. Kids, smile. Look at me happy. (laughs) Smile to the camera. Aren't we happy? No. Um, Yes, so that. happy you are. Uh, <laughs> well, and, and, everyone. You, and you did just have an amazing family trip. We, we did. We, we went did. to the happiest place on earth. Last week? <laughs> we did. And we did. Was, I was, didn't shove anybody. I didn't shove, I didn't shove either of my kids, which was a win this time. <laughs> or anyone in a walker this because time. Because <laughs> not this time. They went to uh, south of the border. And <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that this this is a, a, to be completely honest, this is a daily this is a daily struggle for me mm. that, that I that I'm I, if I stop and think and focus on it, I can realize and I know in my mind that all those things are true. I know that we have been blessed so much and we have a happy happy life and there's so many great things to be thankful for. Um, it's just not my default way of being. Can I tell a funny thing about you? Please. We'll be it. <laughs> Are you sure? Can't we stop? We'll, find out. Sure? we'll find out. It can be edited if you don't like it. Uh, but we'll be, you know, we'll be like going along, chugging along, perfectly happy, and then he'll be like, so what are you going to do if I die? Are you going to get married right away? Like, do you know where the insurance policies are? Oh, Lindsay hates On that the regular. On the regular. Right, well, you like to have it with me when I was eight months pregnant. Right. Nobody likes to have that conversation at eight months pregnant. It's an important conversation to have, but it's like, you know, we'll settle in to watch a movie, and he'll be like, let's talk about our retirement plan. That's, <laughs> that's, a, great, that's a great point, because what is that? Because we're, I'm actually happy and I'm content, and I'm not having to put out a fire right then. My mind is then free mm-hmm. to, to figure to out fire. what the next fire might be. That's yeah. very true. That, that's, all, no. that, that's completely accurate. There's got to be a name for this. And what is I'm the name to... for this? I am so fascinated that you it... are self-aware enough to know this about yourself. That well, you... Bridget's now, been telling re... me for 20 years. <laughs> we, will, we will put a link into the show notes for... The Thinker podcast, yeah, on, yes. on the temple. It's true because yes. that is yes. how yes. you're right, and it's beautiful. It's, it's Thinker, very but it's like borderline doomsday prepper. <laughs> Uh, so if, that's if, one of the personality types, right? The doomsday prepper. Yeah. It goes back to the point we made earlier. So Brene Brown, who I bring up on the regular, in her Netflix discussion, she talks all about how the people who are most able to lean into joy and to happiness when they're on the couch enjoying a movie with their family are the people who allow them to be vulnerable and just be in the moment. And as people, I, I know I really struggle with that. It's this concept of mindfulness of just being in the moment. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And when things are happy and we're just having a nice dinner at the table and the kids aren't, Josiah's not painting oatmeal on the table and Nathaniel's not taking his diaper off, right? Like, <laughs> things are, it's hard to, that's when I go to, hey, you know, you, you life insurance policy, right? Like, <laughs> it's hard to just be in the moment and be happy. Yeah. I also know that there are times that it would do Bridget well to say, would, would it honor you well for us to talk about this <laughs> yes. right now? And there are times that it would honor Bridget well for you to go, oh, did it again. <laughs> Let's table that. But can we talk about that another time? Yeah. So I think it's both and. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm giggling because I haven't mentioned this to you yet, but... Um, I don't know where the life well, insurance policies are. <laughs> Jokes Actually, on you, I, I don't. don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I do know where it is. I will tell you afterwards. <laughs> uh, just tell us now. Let's <laughs> it's not much. Um, so, so Dan and I did a crazy thing and got away overnight Friday night. Mm-hmm. And Woo-hoo. we, because you guys so publicly shamed us about needing a budget... <laughs> um, Stay tuned. We'll be talking about that. No, but you probably already heard it at this point, yeah. right? Okay, so they publicly shamed us. I'm kidding. They really didn't. But we did talk about, you know, managing our money in marriage. We did, you know, overdrawn again. And, and we said we want to be intentional about it. So we had never been able to have a, a, the right opportunity last week to talk about it. And I said, okay, let's let's start the conversation when we go off. So I'm the one that said, let's let's do it overnight. What I didn't anticipate was that Dan was going to bring the right-on wipe off board. <laughs> you just don't know what I didn't To do. our overnight date. <laughs> That's, That's hot. That's a hot date. That's a hot overnight date. What she doesn't know. Might as well be a mirror. Let me tell you what I thought. Let me tell you what I wanted to do and self-edited okay. and didn't. I wanted to bring my projector <laughs> with the Excel <laughs> spreadsheet. Nothing says date night like Excel. Excel with the Excel spreadsheet. Wait till I refresh the pivot table. <laughs> no, there's not enough there for a pivot table. <laughs> That's funny. I laughed at that like I knew what pivot table was. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know what a pivot table is, but it sounds kind of dirty. Uh, <laughs> you such a rude. <laughs> So the deal is my wife doesn't know what pivot tables are but now. I like it actually. So we're we're getting out of the car and he's like, I don't have to take this in. I was like, no, do it. Because in my head I'm thinking he brought it because he wanted it. That is the way his mind thinks. It helps him to see it, big picture. And I'm like, this will be good because if this will help him feel at peace. Then it'll help us feel at peace, and and we did it, and it was really, really. We had really healthy conversation. We were able to really get to a really good spot on. Yes, we agree on this. These are the big rocks. These are our. You know, we don't want it to look like this. We want it to feel like this. I mean, we got great stuff mm-hmm. done. And then you made me scallops and steak, and it was a. It was just great. So, I don't know. I mean, you know, it was a great. It's a great fun thing to laugh about. Yeah. But we're we're together because we're so different in some of these mm-hmm. ways, and you make me better, and I like to think that there are times I make you better. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Chris is self-aware, and by self-aware we mean wife-aware. <laughs> He's aware that he tends mm-hmm. to think this way or do this because his wife has hopefully very gently let him know. Speak the truth in love. Most this times. is a trend. Most times. You know, but but there's also something beautiful about the fact. That Chris is going to think of things that Bridget's not going to. Mm-hmm. And I hope you never get there, but one day you might be really grateful for whatever reason that he thought a certain way differently. I'm grateful every day for the ways he thinks and, and the perspective I know you that are. he brings. I know you are. You wouldn't be, you wouldn't be speaking yes. into these microphones if we didn't and, know that. And, and when that nuclear bomb finally hits Columbia, <laughs> <Carolina, laughs> I'm going to be really prepared. <laughs> The bunker, the bunker is going to be great. You can, <laughs> you can come to our bunker. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, hold on, what? <laughs> There's only so much room. That's right. We only have supplies for Yeah, we don't have that many canned goods. Um, yeah, you know, That's funny. We talk about you know happiness versus joy. And it's one of the things that I heard you talk to how it looks different is there's a depth to it. 
mm. that's been driven deeper because of difficulty, mm -hmm. right? And it, so it's more substantive. It's um, it's the it's, cancer it's, patient. It's not as yeah, superficial. Yeah. Right. It's not superficial. It's not shallow. It's not where, flash. Where happiness, and, and we all know this to be true. We know people, they've got everything that this world can offer. Mm -hmm. And one is too many and a thousand is not enough. There is, they are miserable. They're miserable in their marriages. They're miserable in every other way that you can think of. And there's there's no depth. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the folks that, man, they they're, they're struggling from a from an outside perspective. But there's there's just a peace and there's a calm and there's a depth that you look at and say, man, I want some of that. Um, so I you know I would suggest that marriage is one of those things that because it is hard. It causes that happiness to grow deeper roots mm -hmm. as opposed to just being something on the surface. Mm -hmm. And I think there is some value in us sitting around a table and if we're all honest, all six of us saying there was a time or there have been many times that my marriage did not look like what I thought it was going to. Yeah, yeah. And like, so then there may be questions of, I'm just going to say it. Did I marry the wrong person? Mm -hmm. There may be questions of, does everybody else know how to do this marriage thing and I just don't? Um, I just think there are a lot of questions that come from, why do so many people type in, I'm not happy in my marriage? And what is it that they're looking for? Yeah, I, here's what I'll suggest to you. Go back to where I, where I started earlier. That the purpose of marriage is not happiness. And the source of happiness is not marriage. You know, so if the purpose of marriage is something other than happiness, I, you know, Zach's got a great book by Tim Keller that he's recommending. This is this is kind of a classic sacred marriage by by Gary Thomas. Uh, if Gary, if you're listening, thank you. Um, it, it can I'm be, sure Gary's listening. It can, <laughs> it can be a bit um, dense. Okay, it's, it's kind of the it, other people that we think are listening right now. <laughs> it's Tim just, Keller, it's yes. Yes. Dave Ramsey, Dave Ramsey, Dave Ramsey, Jeff Hatmaker, obviously. Yeah, Jesus for that plug. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, Socrates. <laughs> here's, it's pronounced Socrates. Socrates. So here's here's what I don't want us to 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 miss. Um, Listen, marriage is not a drudgery that you just plow through so that you can be holy and more like Jesus. There is incredible joy and satisfaction and, yes, happiness that occurs in relationship. Um, but ultimately, you know, a lot of that joy and satisfaction and depth comes is because I've learned this is not about me. And that really my marriage, my relationship with Melody becomes a beautiful picture of the relationship between Christ and the church. So as I as I really understand that and I and I'm willing to walk into that and realize I really am a selfish blankety blank. <laughs> I become happier. Well, and it's it's building a mutual happiness together. It's not me saying, "Chris, you should be making me happy." Or Chris saying, "Why aren't you making me happy?" It's not Which I've It's <laughs> Today? Or, not today. Oh, okay. <laughs> I knew this was coming up, so I didn't say it today. <laughs> but it's not counting on the other person to make you happy. Okay. It is 
building happiness together. And it is also like finding your own inner peace and happiness and bringing mm. that to the marriage. Isn't that like marriage entitlement? Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. I feel like I am entitled to be right. happy and it's right. your job right. to make that happen. I've been a great wife. Why aren't you making me happy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we, we describe it a lot like missing pieces or like a puzzle pieces fitting together. And I just don't think that's fair to marriage as an institution mm-hmm. that we expect someone else to to fill yeah. that, that gap or that yeah. void that we have in our own lives. So, so someone to that today is listening to this podcast and they are not happy in their marriage what's your what's your word to them Lindsay Farrar <laughs> what's your you word got? to them I think I would tell you that you're thinking too small mm. that's not I don't personally believe that my happiness is the purpose of my marriage mm. I think it can be a great benefit it's a great perk <clears throat> But um, I just think that as, as a believer, I think my, my marriage is, has a bigger purpose because mm-hmm. I think it's a picture to the world of how Christ loves us. Yeah. That we know all the hard things and we still choose to love and stay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I also, I mean, I agree with what you guys said. It's if you, if you are not a, if you're relying on somebody else to make you happy, if you're mm-hmm. relying on an institution to make you happy, you're probably not ever going to be happy. Yeah, right. You have to be able to find those things in yourself because yeah. I I do think we go through seasons in marriage where, like you were saying, you're not always on the same page. Mm-hmm. You're not always mm-hmm. in the same <clears throat> season or processing through the same things. Mm-hmm. And so if every time you go through a season like that and you're not on the same page and you're not happy and all of a sudden you're like, oh my goodness, my marriage doesn't make me happy. What do I do now? I'm married for a person. I need to get like, I I just think that. You think a little too small about it. I agree you, with you. You I, have I, to think bigger. Let me go in with you. I'll go ahead and get mine because it's right it. in line with you. <laughs> um, if you're not happy, change your mind mm-hmm. and choose to be happy because happiness really is a choice. We get. It's not about our circumstances. Mm-hmm. It's about our posture and our mindset. Mm-hmm. We get to choose to be happy or we get to choose to be miserable. Mm-hmm. So if you're miserable, stop. You make it sound so easy. Well, no, no. But, <laughs> and, and there's and there's Maxine, some practical, right? Right. Snap out of it, right? So. There's some practical steps like that. I, we, we, our oldest son didn't always love to go to school, and sometimes it was in the morning. We were yeah. kind of talking about going to school, and I started something early on because when I was working at home and handling drop off, where every day when I took him to school, before we got there, I had him tell me what something he was looking forward to that day at school. Oh. I know there were things that he might not have been looking forward yeah. to, but give me something you are looking right. forward to. And over time, I think that affected both of us. Like I think <laughs> both of us started having a better outlook on the day. All he's, the way to work, you're like, what am I looking for? He's, <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a mini me. So lunch. Uh, lunch. <laughs> yeah. It's usually lunch. It was almost always lunch. <laughs> but but, he, but, but ha- having that, and, and so you begin with those concrete steps. You, yeah. it's, not, it's not easy to say, I'm just going to be happy. But what today is something that I can be thankful or happy about it's, it's or what's a, a way for me to give some else and build a habit and build that muscle? Right. Instead okay. of focusing on the unhappiness that you have, focus on the happiness that you want. Right. And how to and, make more and, of that. And how to move toward that. I want to hear from you in a second here, um, Zach. But I was sharing with um, our youngest, Savannah, the other day that Philippians 4 is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And Philippians 4, 8 is a real anchor verse for me. Um, y'all are probably familiar with it, but it tells us to think about certain mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And it actually says, fix your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Get them steady. Hone in on what is true, 
what is honorable, right, pure, lovely. I mean, this is a long list. Admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. It doesn't mean that negative doesn't happen. It doesn't mean that we don't talk or think about negative things. We need to. But what is my steady diet? Mm-hmm. What am I pulling myself, my own right. thoughts back to? Right. And we had a particularly hard week two weeks ago. Um, and not going to lie, I sat in my dark living room, just in there, and cried. And my youngest, Savannah, again, she called me. Meredith had called me that day and left me a voicemail, and I played it over and over. She was praying over me. And Savannah was telling me all these positive things. She was, you're a good mom. You don't need to feel guilty about this. Because Jonathan had to have teeth pulled, and I was tempted to feel guilty about some things. And both girls were speaking truth over me. And I sat in that dark living room crying so full of joy at what I had. Mm-hmm. I was so sad about what John was going through, right. but it turned to this, and I came to bed that night, and mm-hmm. I said to him, I've been so sad, but my heart is so full, because look at our children. Yeah. They are amazing, and we are so blessed, and, and it really flipped for yeah. me. Um, so yes, we choose what we think about. We yes. choose what we marinate on. We choose what we look forward to. Zach, I'm really interested in the fact that you came with a book tonight. Oh, yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> that you have a lot to share. So. No, I'll keep it brief. So, as no. as I can. No, please don't. Please don't. No, so, you know. Chapter one. Chapter one. <laughs> <laughs> Special shout out to Tim and Kathy, who I know are listening. <laughs> Uh, no, so my, my one plug is for this book, The Meaning of Marriage, um, which the entire first chapter is actually about happiness mm-hmm. in marriage. And he's got all these statistics and studies, and it, it's very good. When we did premarital counseling with couples, we would read this with mm-hmm. them. Um, but in a different book I read this week, the this guy quotes a... I'm not... I don't like poetry, but he had this little poem that really spoke to me as far as, like, what is the root of our unhappiness, which mm-hmm. is a lot of times is our selfishness. Mm-hmm. So this lady wrote this poem, and it's just simply this. In those years, people will say we lost track of the meaning of we, of you. We found ourselves reduced to I. Mm. Mm. This concept of when we're probably the most unhappy is when we're most focused on ourselves. It's mm. a good word. Uh, so if that is unhappy, then it would make sense that happy is the exact opposite. So in The Meaning of Marriage... Uh, Tim Keller says, the principle that needs to be at work is spirit-generated selflessness. It means taking your mind off yourself and realizing that in Christ your needs are going to be met and are, in fact, being met so that you don't look at your spouse as your savior. People with a grasp of the gospel can turn around and admit that their selfishness is the problem and they're going to work on it. Mm. Um, And when they do that, they will often discover an immediate sense of freedom, of waking up from a troubled, troubled dream, they will see how small-minded they were being, how small the issue is in light of the grand scheme of things. Those who stop concentrating on how unhappy they are find that their happiness is growing. Mm-hmm. You must lose yourself to find yourself. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you will never be happy when all you're focused on is your own happiness. Right. It, it really is that... Direct. That's such a paradox. It's a paradox, though. Yeah, and and the only way that I can enter into not focusing on my own happiness is really through the gospel. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
No, yeah. like it's, anecdotally. It's, yeah. So we were having a talk the other day. So in the last year, I've been really bad about being home when I need to. So she can go to work or she can go to different events or things she has scheduled. And I did it again, right? I was home late. We had to scramble to find a sitter or some other situation. And we had a really long conversation about it. And, you know, it was this hard moment where I had to look at myself and say, you know what? Like, if I had to describe my behavior in this regard, it's I've been selfish. And it was something small. It was being home when I said I would be home from work. Uh, small is relative, is right. it? Right. <laughs> Lindsay says the time, like, 5.30 to 7 feels like 90 minutes to me, but for her, it's like three days. Right? Yes. It's like this that is the yes. worst. It is apocalyptic. I, I love it. There are some sweet moments <clears throat> in there. But there are also some moments you're like, we might not all make it out of here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. They are the last I, drops of be, sweetness that you have be, inside. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, but, they ring it out. That was a detour. That's for the parenting no, episode. But I think we can agree we've been happier since we've had that conversation. And I had to do the hard work of saying, you know, I've been selfish. Wow. And That's I've preferred myself. Deal. And what's what's interesting is not only is Lindsay happier, we're you are oh, happier, yeah. way happier. <laughs> I don't have to justify myself. I'm not as listen defensive. when I when I was blankety blank, and there are still days. Um, I was miserable, mm-hmm. and I my entire world revolved around me, and my misery created misery for her and everybody else around me. But I didn't see it. Right, I didn't see it. Well, I think there are also times when. There, there is genuine unhappiness in your life outside of your marriage, and you bring it into your marriage, and it poisons your marriage. You know, there are times wow, when you are. Wow, can you say that again? Yeah. Sure. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> there are genu- genuine, legitimate times when there is happy, unhappiness in your life outside your marriage, mm-hmm. but you bring it into your marriage, mm-hmm. and it poisons it. You know, whether it's unhappiness with a job or stress yeah. with a sick family member right. or financial right. stress. I mean, can um, we get an amen? Yeah. That is so true right. and relevant and there are people that are listening and watching right now that need to hear that yeah so you, you may be thinking alone. my marriage is unhappy but you know maybe take a good hard critical look at the whole picture of your life and maybe mm-hmm. it's your job yeah. maybe you need a new job maybe you need to move maybe you you know maybe you need different change. friends Just different change. friends yes yeah, yeah. you change. need you need to change some words and or and or maybe it's Actual clinical depression, and you need a doctor. Mm-hmm. Which I'm we so glad you brought that up. Talk about. <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, I think that yes. caveat needs to be said. That 100 yeah. percent agree. Sometimes unhappiness is not situational; it is clinical. Yeah, um, so glad you said that. And I think also, if I could, let's and you can't let's, snap out of that. Right. Let's allow the yeah. caveat that if you're unhappy in your marriage because it's abusive or neglectful, yeah. thank you. Different story. Thank you. This is not what we're talking about. And feel about free here. to private message us about yeah. that yeah. because. Uh, I always want to err on the side of being really careful to say those things. Yes. I'm let's, so glad let's that you hold did. We're talking about run of the mill. My husband's late right. for more. Right. Yeah. We're talking about being a jerk. We're not talking oh, about being wow. abusive. We are. Sorry. You try to downplay your mistakes. That's yeah. not flying over here. No. I admit we're, I we're talking about. We're that, talking that about the times. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you. I call myself a blankety blank. Yeah. Come on. No, it's yeah. the, it's the the, the day to day you know situations where. We're being a jerk, right. you know. Yeah, it's, it's not yes, like extremes. let's let's reserve and hold space for true yes. abusive, neglectful situations. And I do and, think there are times when we look at each other, and boy, have we done this many, many times, and said, 
I'm not the enemy. You're not the enemy. We're on the same team here. And 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 I haven't always found the right way to say this. What I've wanted to say is, I know you had a hard day. I know things are hard at work. It seems like sometimes when I would try to say that, it sounded like I was what's the well, word patronizing or whatever. Yeah, but sometimes it was just because I was I didn't want to hear it. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't being humble. I was being a jerk. I think yeah. there's God of your spouses an easy punching bag. Yes, they're there because they're close. Yeah, the in, they're close in proximity, but, but and we're going to make it okay, yeah. Yeah. right? And you've held it together all day, and yes. then at the end of the day, you get home, and it's got to come out. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's very redemptive to say, okay, let me stop here a second. Problem's not the problem. There are other things that are that are causing me to feel this way. I love you. Can mm-hmm. we start over yes. here, and then we forgive and we move on. Yeah. Keep short accounts. If you if you brew about it for a week, I don't suggest that. Yeah. We've tried that. Yeah. And that doesn't go well. Yeah. So, this has been a good talk. I feel so happy. <laughs> now, I feel happy in my marriage. I feel happy in my friendships. Are you like there's a song? There's a song. <laughs> so, this week's show may be over, but the work has just begun. Be sure to check out the great resources and references mentioned in today's show in the show notes at wearetogetherforgood.com slash podcast. It is also super easy to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Hey, if this podcast has been an encouragement to you and your marriage and life journey, please let the people in your world know. Help us spread the word about the Together for Good adventure by following us on our Facebook and Instagram pages. This would go a long way to help get the word out. Don't forget to check out our website, wearetogetherforgood.com, for free resources, archived podcast episodes, and other ways you can experience a life and marriage that is together for good.